With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the H2P Podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm your host, Chris Carter from DKPittsburghSports.com, and we are breaking down the NFL Draft. Your Pitt Panthers had six players selected in the NFL Draft, the most they've had since 2017. They also had four players sign as undrafted free agents the day that the uh, on the third day of the NFL Draft after it was over. I'm going to break down those picks, those players, and give you my analysis and reactions to how things played out. Now, as you recall, Thursday, before the NFL draft started, I gave you an over-under of 6.5 players to be drafted in the NFL from Pitt. So if you took the under, you you, would have won the bet. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that if you had to pick which six players you might have been caught off guard by by how it played out. And who would have went first? First off the board was Patrick Jones in the third round. Very deserving. He was picked 90th by the Vikings, who doubled up by getting Jalen Twyman later in the draft. I, I gotta say, I was surprised by how late a lot of these guys went. And not because I'm a pit beat writer and, you know, oh, Chris, you, you know, you went, you went there, you're, you're, you're on water. And I was like, listen, I'm still honest. Like, you know, like, you know, I, you know, when I was talking about Jimmy Morrissey getting drafted. I was talking about him getting drafted in the sixth or seventh round. Well, he got drafted in the seventh round. You know, I'm not trying to overhype guys. But what I do is when I study tape, and you guys know if you you read my NFL draft analysis on DKPittsburghSports.com, you read my mock drafts, I got, you know, I had 24 guys, 24 out of my 32 picks that I did my, my final mock draft for the full, well, my only mock draft of the full first round were the first round picks. And eight of those guys were perfect team-to-player matches. So, like, I, I know what I'm doing here. So when I'm looking at pit players and I'm trying to figure out where they're going to go and where they'll be drafted, it's not just me just saying, oh, this is how I feel. I compare notes. And this is what most NFL draft analysts do. Analysts do. We make our own notes. We make our own rankings. But sometimes you might not see something. Sometimes you might not have gotten the right film or you might not have had the time to analyze this specific player. 
So what do you do? You go and you say, hey, who who's someone else that I respect in the business? And I, I go in across the boards. I looked at the draft network. I looked at the uh, the pro football network. I looked at, you know, Walter Football. I looked at, um, you know, ESPN, especially ESPN with, with all the rankings that they do and the work that they do. And I, I was comparing mock drafts and I was comparing values. And, and, cons- and consensus was a lot of guys thought that a lot of these pit players were going to go earlier. Now, again, Patrick Jones absolutely deserves it. He goes to the Vikings. I, I think he he might end up starting right away for these guys because Daniil Hunter is coming off an injury. They really don't got another solidified starter next to him. Patrick Jones may be making an impact right away, as might be Jalen Twyman, um, him going there. I think Jay. I get that. Um, I get that. Uh, that Jalen didn't have the best pro day numbers outside of his bench press. But man, that dude can rush the passer. That dude can stuff the run. That dude can move blockers. Some. Some. I. I. I think somebody's gonna be. Uh, I think somebody's gonna be a little little surprised when they when they start seeing him throw people around and be like, "Wow, how did we overlook this guy?" Like, "Oh, how did you?" But. Rashad Weaver, to me, was another huge surprise that he went as late as he did. Because he had a really good three-cone time, he had a really good shuttle time. This guy, yeah, he only had one, you know, super-duper year, but he was a consensus All-American during it. And I gotta tell you, anytime I listen to Rashad Weaver talk, this man impresses me as a character guy, a coachable guy, as does Patrick Jones. And that's one thing that I think that, that... that players or, or I'm gonna say coaches and GMs they look at is how coachable are you? How you know how you know how can how much how how much can I mold you into the kind of player that I need you to be at the next level? Because it's great that you that, that, that if a player is able to mold themselves from the high school game to the college game to be an effective collegiate player in the system that they played in. But it's not just a given that a guy is going to be able to do that at the next level, right? So you need to know if they're gonna be able to do that. Well Rashad Weaver, I'm telling you, that's a, that's a guy who is like Patrick Jones. They they're very coachable. He went in the fourth round to the Titans, which is going to be very interesting because now he gets to work on a team with Bud Dupree. So that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Two Pittsburgh guys going right to uh, um, going right to Tennessee. Actually, it's three when you count Oladini. So three Pittsburgh dudes going to, going to the Titans there to help on the edge in the same position group. That's kind of crazy. But then I got to say the positive surprise of the NFL draft was Jason Pinnock. Now, Jason Pinnock is a guy that I was telling you for weeks on this very podcast. Y'all thought, you know, you know a lot of people were saying he's going to go undrafted. I'm like, nah, man, someone's going to see that dude and they're going to like him. At 6'1", he ran a great 40 time, had a good broad jump, good vertical jump, lived on an island and, you know, it was a warrior for Pat Narduzzi and the, and the, and the style of defense that he plays. He's like, hey, don't don't mind me, you know, going up against the receivers one-on-one. I Trust me, I'll get it done. He went in the fifth round to the Jets. I was telling people that somebody's going to find a use for that man. And the Jets certainly saw that confidence in him. So congratulations, to, congratulations to all these guys for getting drafted, first of all. And everyone for signing. Because just getting there, getting your foot in the door is a huge step to being able to build that that, 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 that career. But Jason Pinnock going to the Jets, I think, that's a, I think it's a great fit for him. We'll see what he does. And the Jets are rebuilding. 
they're gonna they're they're gonna be building a new they're gonna be building that defense. I think it's gonna be a great chance for him get you know work out work to get on special teams, prove yourself, get 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 more snaps at corner and then become an established corner. I think it's gonna be interesting to watch. But Jalen Twyman falling all the way down to the sixth round at one ninety nine, man, I still don't get that. I'm sorry. I know that he wasn't didn't have the most athletic numbers in the pro day with his legs or his agility. But that dude was too much of a wrecking ball in 2019. I get it. Yeah, 2020, he opted out, and it seems like that impacted a lot of guys. But still, man, you look at that. You look You look at the, the damage that he does. And I just, I have a hard time people seeing, passing that up and the strength that he brings. But hey, Vikings going to find out. How crazy that would be is that Patrick Jones and J- Jalen Twyman wrecking shop for the Vikings this year, next year, maybe the next few years. And Minnesota's like, man, who are these guys for Pitt? And I, I thought it was really funny on the Pitt Twitter account. They were talking about the pipeline. I I, I dig it. That would be really cool. Now, another surprise to me was that DeMar Hamlin fell this far. Now, DeMar... You know, I, I, as I talked to some national guys, because, you know, they were asking my opinions on some of these guys and what they do on tape. You know, DeMar Hamlin, you know, he didn't have the blazing 40 time. He didn't have any, like, any of those crazy pro day numbers that make you say, whoa, like when DK Metcalf ran a ridiculous time and saw, they saw how jacked he was. Like, he didn't have all that. But DeMar, when you look on tape, he's everything you want in a, in a, in a defensive back as far as a, a leader. He, he's versatile, he plays in the slot, he can line up outside, he can play deep, he can help under, he can tackle. And, like I said before, he's very coachable. If you ever listen to Pat Narduzzi talk about that man, nothing but respect for him. And I think the Bills, getting to join Dane Jackson out there, I think that's pretty special. Dane Jackson's proving people wrong. And I think that that's going to be part of the formula for uh, for DeMar Hamlin and a lot of these pit guys is, hey, I don't care where I was drafted. I got to prove to everyone my worth and that I'm going to be able to make a difference here. And I think that DeMar Hamlin will. But there's a guy who knows that feeling all too well, and that's Jimmy Morrissey. He got picked in the seventh round. I want to talk about him getting picked there. And then some of the other guys that didn't get picked right after this break. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back here on the H2P podcast, 
I'm your host, Chris Carter from DKPittsburghSports.com, continuing to break down the results of uh, your Pitt Panthers getting players, uh, getting six players selected in the NFL draft and then seeing four more get uh, signed as undrafted free agents. The final player selected for Pitt was Jimmy Morrissey. Y'all know I love Jimmy. Watching that dude, the demeanor dude, because, you know, I, when, I, when I say I love Jimmy, I love the way that he plays, the leadership style, the way that he, he works. And, and I think that a lot of the guys that Pitt brought in this class, they were character dudes. You know, there's, 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 there's no red flag on Patrick Jones. There's no red flag on DeMar Hamlin. There's no red flag on Jimmy Morrissey. In fact, if there were flags, they'd be all green. Be like, go, go, go. <laughs> and I get, and, and I said this from the jump. Jimmy wasn't going to get drafted high. I knew that. You know, he didn't have a ridiculous bench press. He didn't have a ridiculous broad jump. You know, his tape didn't show a complete mauler that bullied everyone out of A-gap. I get that. But I knew some team was going to see the the guy who went from being a walk-on to being a four-year starter captain in a locker room and helped reshape an offensive line. I knew somebody was going to see that. And May took to the seventh round, but hey, I think he's in a good place in the Raiders. They're trying to determine a new direction under under John Gruden with Mike Mayock and them. I think that Jimmy's going to, you know, Jimmy Jimmy embodies the idea that a lot of these Pitt Panthers are going to have to embody themselves in the pros. DeMar Hamlin picked in the sixth round. Jalen Twyman picked in the sixth round. And a lot of these guys, I, I, I feel I feel the large majority of them were, were, under, were underdrafted. I think Patrick Jones was the one guy I felt like third, late third round. That was a good fit for Patrick Jones. You know, I think he could have gone higher, but but I was like, he was the one guy. I was like, okay, I can at least reasonably see that. But these other guys, man, they're gonna have to go into go into there and say and say what Jimmy Morrissey said when he went to Pitt. Okay, people people overlooked me, but it don't matter if they overlooked me. It matters that my foot's in this door, and I'm gonna be able to contribute by showing up every day and outworking people. Jimmy Morris, he's going to get a chance to do that with the Raiders. I think he's got a really good chance uh, to make an impression. And, and hey, you know, again, it's not about, you don't have to start right away, but work your way into the rotation. Work your way, uh, work your way, you know, if you know when they call you up at, guard, at either guard spot, help there. If it's center, help there. But the Raiders, they got a, they got a strong running back in Josh Jacobs. So they're going to want to run the ball a bit. Jimmy, if Jimmy can get in the middle of that offensive line and make an impact, I think he's going to make a name for himself and endear himself to the Raiders for time to come. Now, other guys, the one drafted. I got to say, I was I I know that people were down on Paris Ford. Like I was talking to guys in that 4.8 time in the 40-yard dash. That was terrifying to a lot of people. And you feel for Paris because he's a hometown guy. But I was still surprised to see him go undrafted in this class. I thought that someone would say, hey, you know what? His tape on, you know, at least shows a guy he finds the ball. He's at, you know, he, he's able to, he lets sticky hands. He hits hard. He, he goes and gets it. And he, he is a fighter out there. He's a hard hitter. He'll help against the run. I thought for sure at the worst, some team would take a stab at him in the seventh round. Didn't happen. And, and you feel for those guys. 
You know, I was talk. You know, I, I talked to Doran Dickerson. He reminded me that when he was when when he was uh you know in his draft class, just like Demar Hamlin, who sat at the top of Mel Kiper's big board. If you were watching the ESPN feed, you know every uh, you know every five minutes, Mel Kiper's big board of who the best players were available pop up. Demar Hamlin was on that for like two three hours before he was selected. Well, Doran Dickerson was like that was me my draft year. I sat there in the second round. I was the the best player left or left in the second round. I didn't get picked until the seventh. That's that's what we're that you know that that's 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 a tough thing to go through. You know, and, and to think to think like, hey, I'm gonna go here. You know, one of our own guys here at DKPittsburghSports.com, Ramon Foster, he wrote a piece called "The Season of Lies." Because he went undrafted as a, as a lineman out of at Tennessee, he he swore he was getting drafted at a certain position, and it's just it's such a stressful time for these young men who are waiting to see will their lives be be forever changed? Will this career that they put their lives into for the past eight, ten years, however long that they've been playing the sport of football and working out and grinding away from the early morning to the late night to watching tape to lifting to running to, to, to eating the right way, did it all pay off in the ultimate thing where you where it, you get at least a chance to play at the highest level that you've been working for the rest of your life? That is such, that is so much weight on, on a young man's shoulders. So you feel for guys, like when I was watching Rashad Weaver tweet, like, man, my phone must be off or something. This is crazy. That's stressful, man. And you especially feel for the guys that didn't get, that didn't get, that didn't get picked, like Paris. And I, you, you feel, you all, but you also feel like, man, Paris, if he had stuck around, maybe that would have helped him more. Because he opted out in the middle of the season after the Notre Dame loss. And then right after he opted out, Pitt started winning again. And then he didn't, if, if Paris had just had a decent 40 time, I think that would have changed a lot. But he still gets to go to the Rams. Like I was saying about Jimmy, he, about Jimmy and the other guys, he still gets a foot in the door. You know, he's going to get to play for the Rams. He's going to have Aaron Donald. So he's, he, he's going to have the best defensive player in football who's pit in the room that he, that he can maybe go to and get an ear on and be like, hey, what do I need to do? How, how do I, how do I adjust to this defense? How do I make sure that I'm earning a spot here? He's not going to be alone there. Other guys that went on draft, DJ Turner. He's joining Jimmy in the with the Raiders. He's going to Las Vegas. Undrafted free agent, absolutely deserved it. Um, balled out his, his final year with Pitt after after transferring from Maryland. Uh, it's something that Pat Narduzzi did. I, again, I brought this up in the last show, but showing off that he hey I can I can return and showing those scouts during the pro day. I think that that's going to make a difference. But the, that that's a big deal right there. And then Bryce Hargrove going to the Falcons. Bryce was a guy who, when I was checking my notes with everyone else, I, I, I was seeing a lot of people not paying much attention to him, so I wasn't sure if he'd get drafted. But then I saw him start to creep up in the last couple weeks. So I was like, whoa, maybe there's a shot there. But he, he didn't get drafted. But again, foot in the door. He gets a shot. And Alex Kessman. Signing with the Chargers. Ten Pit Panthers got jobs in the NFL this year. And, you know, kicker's one of those positions where all it takes is one year where a kicker goes down 
And all of a sudden, you got a career in Eddie as long as you can hit hit some big kicks during the year. Just come out and be consistent. That, that, look at look at all of the Steelers kickers. Chris Boswell. That's how you know the Steelers went through like four kickers in a year. Was it back in like 2014, 2015? And then eventually they were like, oh, this, this guy's great. And now it's 2021 and Steelers fans still feel like Chris Boswell is a spring chicken. Alex Kessman, go out there. I mean, you're gonna they, they're gonna see the boot on that guy, and I think they're gonna they're gonna love him. And if they and if they don't, someone else is going to. But again, I think a lot of these guys, these are these are really these are really talented dudes who they know what it's like to be overlooked. And if they don't, they know people who do. And if they can take after the way Jimmy Morrissey has approached his entire football career, I really think they're gonna they're gonna help themselves out in the long run. But again, this is a historic draft for Pitt. Even if it didn't go as early as some of us thought, I did think that Rashad had a chance to get picked maybe as early as the late second if possible, late third. But the bottom line is they still got jobs. They got picked. This hasn't happened since the 2017 season with James Conner. And uh, they were they they were one short of tying the 2004, which was the last time they had seven. That was the year of Larry Fitzgerald. But people are gonna again, people are gonna see this. They're gonna see, wow, six guys came off the board. Granted, they weren't high, but you know, if I'm a high school if I'm a high school guy and I'm sitting there, and maybe you're a high school kid listening to this podcast, and you're and you're thinking like, you know. You're thinking about the stresses, like, man, I can't imagine what's what would it be like to be one of those guys stuck, you know, in, you know, in in your house waiting for a phone call and the stress of it. But you see that a bunch of these pit guys did get those phone calls. I think that could be a big help to the program, and especially when you start to uh, when you start when you start to see these guys perform. I, I think that a lot of these pit guys are going to surprise people. I think Jalen Twyman, for where they got him, sixth round, people are going to be like, whoa, that guy's a sixth round pick? I think it's, I think Rashad Weaver could do that. Um, I think DeMar Hamlin can do that. Honestly, I think all, all these guys have that potential. It's just going to be about how they approach these challenges. It's not always easy in the NFL. It's a different level of competition. But either way, I certainly think that this weekend has been something for Pitt fans to celebrate. But thank you for listening to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. You can always find this podcast at, at, on DK Sports Radio at DKPittsburghSports.com. I've written about these guys. I've also written my analysis on the Pittsburgh Steelers and their draft picks. Uh, myself and Dale Lolly did the, our, our Steelers podcast for this weekend. You can check that out right here on DK Sports Radio as well. We're going to have a ton of stuff breaking down over the next few weeks. And I'll be back later this week. We'll be talking some more pit football, you know, stepping away from this a little bit, giving us some more time to look at things. And, of course, next weekend we'll be back talking pit basketball uh, and what's going on with Jeff Cable recruiting. But, again, thanks for listening. Rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment. Doing so really helps us out at the DK Sports Radio Network. I'm Chris Carter. See you then.